There are more questions than answers. Like when you run out of post-it notes, how can you remind yourself to buy more? Did you know the humble post-it note? Invented by 3M in 1968, completely by accident. Never found a use for it for five years until 1974. When a gentleman called Arthur Fry first found an application for it. It was hanging around the warehouse, didn't know what to do with it. It's slightly tacky, doesn't quite stick things together. This is where we are. I guess you could tie a piece of string around your finger to remind yourself, couldn't you? Yeah. Hi, America. (laughs) Hello, world. My name is Adrian Lee. I am your host and I have a piece of string around my finger. Welcome to the show. More questions than answers. The only paranormal quiz show anywhere in the world. Each week, my guests and I will search the world's newspapers, websites and TV shows just for you to bring you the very best in paranormal talk radio entertainment and enlightenment. I will say, a gentleman named David, he's a regular listener to the show, he's from Nicaragua, of course, says, for the next line, he wants me to go full out (gasps) He-Man. Do it. Full out He-Man. Let's see how long he can last. I'm not sure if this is good radio or not. This is where I'm going. Yeah. So for the benefit of David in Nicaragua, don't say... I don't have a philanthropic nature and don't read our letters of support. We will then test each other's knowledge of the week's events of the mysterious, strange, supernatural, unusual, bizarre, and just plain weird. I think a small amount of we came out. I just thought I'd share that with you. If you've just tuned in, especially to hear the show... (laughs) then I admire your taste. If you've just tuned in by accident, then I admire your luck. I am huddled under my quilt with a large flashlight and a nice cup of tea with tonight's guests somewhere in the barren wildernesses of the Midwest Plains with my mother snoring distantly in the room next door after listening to We Will Rock You by Queen all night. It's amazing how our snoring takes on board mm-hmm. the unconscious yes. tones and notes of the song she listened to before she goes to bed. So snuggle under your covers, turn out your lights and hold on tight. The rules are very simple. Points will be awarded randomly for being interesting or for making me laugh or shivering horror. Extra points will be available for shock and all value. To help me control my rowdy panel of recidivists and reprobates, I will employ what I have called the inappropriate bell. An example of this would be... The panel have no idea what's coming. I have no idea what stories they have for tonight's show, so let me introduce my guests. Firstly, the mysterious and adolescent Heather Morris. She's been a paranormal investigator for many years. 
with her own team called Hellhound Investigations, and does all of her best work in the shadows. She is now one of the leading audio and DVP experts with the International Paranormal Society and brings her knowledge and research skills to tonight's show. Heather was disappointed that after laser eye surgery, she was unable to burn down buildings. <laughs> Welcome to the show, Miss Morris. I can still burn them down. Yes, but that's called arson. <laughs> if you have x-ray vision and close your eyes, can you still see? No. Yes. Okay, I've split <laughs> the guests in two. Also tonight... Appearing on more questions than answers. This is into your second year now, isn't it? It is. Michelle Curry! She's mad. She's crazy. Whoop she was whoop. born and raised in Mora, Minnesota, and has a keen and avid interest in all things paranormal. Michelle's date this week saved her a ton of money by saying, I don't want to be your date and stop texting me. <laughs> Welcome to the show, Michelle. Thank you. I didn't realise this, actually, that Michelle spends most of her week working on her farm she takes care of chickens i didn't know that i do she's a, a chicken tender <laughs> <laughs> they're mad they're bad they're paranormal this is season three episode four on this very day in 600 a.d pope gregory the great better than his predecessor of course pope gregory the insipid <laughs> made a decree saying god bless you is now the correct response to somebody sneezing 680 pope gregory as well i might add mm. wrote to the bishop of london and said in roughly the same time period we better start having some of these pagan festivals woven into the christian calendar yes. if we're going to get any pagans on board following christianity wow. hence michaelmas hence christmas hence Halloween Easter. Halloween. <laughs> Halloween is still isn't celebrated by the Christians. I'll just add that. Granted, the local Why church. Why not? Why not? Because one's a pagan festival celebrating the third equinox of the festival of Sarwan. Yes. That's enough. That's all that's required. <laughs> There's nothing else. And 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 then and then and I then like that word Sarwan. We have. A big, slippery, throbbing muscle of facts. Oh, my. So let's milk the lactic knowledge that is the gong of infinite knowledge. It's a beast. I shall hold the beater in both hands. That's as good as it gets. Isn't it? Just, you get the biggest one in the shop and you get that. It's the story of my life. Mine too. Unbelievable. So for the first time... Or more questions than answers. The I can't believe that fascinating facts about the Vatican, you'd be pleased oh. to know. A place I've been to many times, of course, with my art history background and my love of all things Sistine Chapel ceiling. I still don't understand what happened to the 14th and the 15th one, though. No. The Vatican has no divorce laws. The only other country in the world to have no divorce laws is... And you've got a couple of hundred countries to choose from. I'm going to give you a clue. There's points to be won straight off the bat. In yeah. fact, I'm tempted to go backwards and forwards until the right answer is given. It begins, the only other country in the world outside the Vatican to have no divorce laws, it begins with the letter P. Paraguay. Nope. Poland. Nope. Pennsylvania. 
<laughs> for many reasons. <laughs> no. Nope. Pogo, Pogo. Pogo, Pogo Land. Somewhere I'm looking forward to going next year to get a bit of sun. Shoot. I got on it. On my bones. Miss Morris, we've Panama. had Pogo, Pogo Land. We've had Panama. Pennsylvania. Now going with Panama. Philippines. Oh. Philippines? The Philippines. The Philippines. They only have annulments, apparently. Mm. No such thing as a divorce. I shall give you the points, despite the fact that one of your answers, before you got to the right answer, was Pogo. <laughs> Pogo Land, where, of course, they speak Pogolese. Yes. According to the Vatican, what made the rings of Saturn? Very simple question. Remember, we are dealing here with the Catholic Church. You may want to consider that. In your answer, Miss Morris, what do they believe made the rings? And I will give you a clue. This is the late 17th century. They decided to come out and claim this, by the way. Dust. You're saying dust, are you? Dust. 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 Still dust. 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 Anything else you want to add to that? Ashes. A little bit of ashes. <laughs> ashes and dust. Ashes. Still yes. a similar theme, though, really, in many respects. <laughs> yes. In the same Venn diagram, would yes. you not think? Ashes and dust. Yes. You're going to stick with that, are you? Yes. Okay. Michelle. Dust and ashes have been removed from the playing board. Darn. You're going to have to find your own answer. What have you got there? I feel like I want to say Beyonce. Beyonce. Because she put a ring on it. Despite the fact that earlier I said this is from the late 17th century, you're not going to let that deter you in your answer. The angels. The angels. I will tell you that they believed in the late 17th century that the foreskin of Jesus Christ himself was in fact the rings of Saturn. This was what? written. That doesn't make any sense. By a Vatican librarian in a treaty. This is called the Pleoputio Romino Nostre Jesu Christi Diatriba. Oh, it's a I've discussion. Read that. It's never far from my coffee table. Mm-hmm. It's a discussion on the foreskin of our Lord Jesus Christ. It is stated that it transcended like Christ and had become the rings of the planet. But if he was Jewish, he wouldn't have one. He became, he was Jewish. He was the king of the Jews. He then became Christian after he was baptized. So they put it back on? Yes, apparently, with uh, post-it notes. Who knew? Right, yeah. Okay. Yes, but I don't know this in detail, but I believe that Jesus Christ, being a Jew, obviously was circumcised. And of course, that little piece of skin was part of Jesus Christ. So it had to ascend as well. Oh. If he'd have picked his nose and wiped it on the underside of the pew in church because he was uh, feeling like he needed to put that somewhere and he was bored and he was having a rake around, that would ascend as well, I believe. It makes you wonder what they thought black holes were. I cannot give the points away. In 2012, the Vatican strangely endorsed what film? Mm. It's a very odd film to endorse. It's 2012. The Passion I'm of Christ. going to give you a clue. That's not a bad shout, but uh, I want you to think British, actually. Nothing. No British films. You didn't even know the British the made Holy films. The Holy Grail. The Holy Grail in 2012. <laughs> Monty Python. Yes, I understand that. You're still going with that, are you? Yeah, they finally got around to watching it. There was a lot of problems with the Catholic oh, and Christian yes. Church and the Holy Grail back in the day. There was. Quite remarkable. You're going to go with the Holy Grail. Yep. Michelle. Oh, I can't remember anything from 2012. Think British film. What's a classic British film? They win Oscars. They're in Hollywood. They do? I, I, well, I'm sorry to say there are, there are people winning Oscars. It's like the Winter Olympics. If you watch the television, 
You'd only believe that America was taking part, but you still managed to finish third. This is where we are. I'm going to have to put you out of your misery. I'm sorry. I don't know, and I should know. It's Skyfall. <gasps> what? British Pinewood Studios. James Bond. It's true. They said Bond's character was more human this time round, less of a cliche, and less attracted to pleasures of life. Oh, I don't know about uh, that. Did they watch the same film as me? Right. No. Think about Skyfall, right? Bit of Adele singing at the beginning there. Yes. Didn't he sneak onto a yacht to join a woman in a shower? I think her name was Severin. I'm no expert in this area. And uh, other than that, there was the London Underground bomb, of course, and all the deaths that this caused. There was the uh, deaths in his Scottish home, including a helicopter crash and uh, several drownings in icy water. Oh, and of course, there was the skyscraper scene where he actually killed someone, a sniper, I believe. And uh, Oh, yeah, and then there was the deaths in the casino. Yes. With the Komodo dragons, of course. Oh, and then oh, there yeah. was the deaths in the courtroom. But outside of that, um, He's they, the Vatican thought guy. that was fine, apparently. Yeah, right. it's, 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 they've changed their tune on that. Good Do you know them. there's more crime in the Vatican than any other country in the world? Really? Absolutely. The uh, population of the Vatican is between three to four hundred people, yet millions and millions of people visit it every year. So, uh, gotcha. recently, some Swiss had got a f- bit drunk and they were splashing around in the fountain. They got arrested. So, by lots the of Swiss people guard. by the Swiss Guard. Very, very, mm-hmm. very good. I shall give you points. Thank you. They wear some ridiculous costumes like a Harlequin, don't I they? I like the uh, big pom poms. I'm sure you do. I'm, I'm, I'm quite attached to them as well. That's the first thing I look for in a Swiss guard, is that? Yes. But this is true. They have 1.5 crimes per person every year in the Vatican, which is the highest anywhere in the world, because they have millions and millions of tourists and a very, very small population. True. Statistics, statistics, and damn lies. Mm. On this day in 1666, the Netherlands and Brandenburg signed a treaty. So for the first time in the history of MQTA Radio, I can't believe that fascinating statistics and facts about the Dutch. <laughs> you better get this right, Miss Corrie. Seeing that you lived in Holland and you speak Dutch, you're getting a, an unfair advantage in many oh, respects. Boy. Yeah. In Dutch law, you are only allowed to wee in the canal if you are what? No urination on any moving water in the middle of Amsterdam, except, what's your only exception, Miss Morris? My only exception is on Tuesday afternoons. Yes. So you're allowed to wee in the canal, but it has to be a Tuesday afternoon. Yeah. That seems very specific. Any afternoon? I'd save it up. I think I wouldn't go for the whole of Monday so I could get a proper go at it on Tuesday (laughs) afternoon. At 11.50... On a cold January morning in Amsterdam, you'd be sat there pacing, wouldn't you, ready to go? Would you get it out ready at the crack of midday? You'd be frozen. That wouldn't be good, would it? (laughs) You'd be weeing ice cubes into into the canal. You're going with Tuesday. In Dutch law, you're only allowed to wee in a canal if you are Tuesday afternoon. Oh, if you're under two. Under two on a Tuesday afternoon. Little Dutch girl. Yes. What are we going with, Michelle? Drunk. 
If you are drunk, everyone's drunk in Amsterdam. <laughs> the correct answer was pregnant. If you're oh, pregnant, I was gonna say that, if you but... see a pregnant woman squatting in the canal, it's fine, apparently. I don't know how you could do that. Get on the wall. <laughs> Over the edge of the bridge, hoping no tourists are going past in one of those little boats with mm-hmm. the perspex windows. That wouldn't be good news. No. What popular spirit was invented in Holland in the 16th century? Um, Svedka. Oh, that's Swedish. <laughs> yeah. That'll be Sweden because it's named after Sweden. Oh, which yeah. Which is the giveaway there, isn't it, in many respects? Uh, you have no idea. You can't think of a spirit. Stomp. Stomp. That's mash and it comes from Belgium. <laughs> Close. That's Belgian mashed potato. So what popular spirit was invented in Holland in the 16th century? Belgian mashed potato <laughs> is your answer. Why am I here? Michelle? I'm going to say gin. Oh. It's very gin-like. I just can't think of the name of it right the now. The spirit is actually called in Dutch, Yenever. Yeah, Yenever. It's, it's gin. Mm-hmm. You got that right. I should give you points, Michelle. You are 6-0. Thank you. Into the lead and running away with the points. How many bicycles and the nearest person wins are dumped in the canal every year? Oh. So I don't need to know how many bicycles there are in the whole of Holland. That would be millions. But so many of these get thrown into the canal. It's drunk. There's pregnant ween <laughs> everywhere you look. Gin. Gin. Gin drunk. A flumgummery. On a Tuesday. <laughs> a huge flumgummery of soaked gin addled. 1,320. 1,320 bicycles are thrown yeah. into the canal in Holland Yeah. every year. Michelle, higher or lower? 800. Oh, I can't believe you went lower. Yeah. Michelle, you've lost the points, unfortunately. Heather (gasps) scores her first points with one solitary duck paddling around on the canal looking out for pregnant wee. It is 30,000. 30,000 bicycles are dumped in the canals of Holland. I never saw that many. There's a couple of million. I know, you could just walk across the debris and the detritus. I so rarely get a chance to use the word detritus. It makes me very happy. 30,000 bicycles dumped in the canals every year on this day in 1838. Kentucky passed laws permitting women to attend school, oh. but under strict conditions. I think you had to be accompanied and you had to have a beard. <laughs> so for the first time on MQ. TA Radio. I can't believe that. Amazing, fabulous, wondrous, almost unbelievable laws of Kentucky. Oh, God. Yay. You are not allowed to dye what blue unless in groups of six or more. You've got your dye in one hand. It's azure. You have six of these in the other, but you're not allowed to put the two together. How dare you dye these things blue? You will go to jail. You will not pass go. You will not collect $200. You're doing a diamond chino, madam. Socks. Socks, no dying of blue socks in Kentucky if you have six or more. If you've got more than six, then go ahead and dye your socks. The world is your oyster, apparently. Michelle Corrie. Duck eggs. I am going to give you more points. It's ducks, chicks and rabbits. <gasps> what? Ducks, chicks and rabbits. Isn't that a song by Cher? Yeah. Yeah, $500 fine if you're dying dicks. <gasps> <laughs> <laughs> what about balls? Six of them? <laughs> That's a lot of work. <laughs> yes, but I think you're the one woman hand. for the job. 
If what? anyone can do it, you can, Michelle. Woo! Ducks, what? chicks, and rabbits. <laughs> How's that Freud going for oh, you? Oh, boy. <sighs> it just Yow. slipped off my tongue. I can't do oh, any more than that. Oh, don't say that. Women can only do what? To the same man three times. Really? <laughs> I don't think I can make the third go, but I'm coughing a spit, if anything. God. When, women can only do what? I wanted a paranormal. Oh, my God. The exorcism's happening. Do people add a snort? What do you get for an exorcism? Is that two shots? If you're playing the bell, bunk and snort drinking game... <laughs> Michelle is an apoplectic explosion of laughter. She snorted so you can have a shot, but there was a good 20 seconds of exorcism noises that I've never heard before. A little bit scared, to be honest. I don't know, what, what does that allow you to do? Drink out the bottle? Yes. We need to invent some new rules. Unbelievable. No more for you. You're cut off. Oh, man. But I just got into this bag. How's that plum wine working out for you? Fabulous. Perfect. Women can only do what to the same man three times in Kentucky? Oh, give him a haircut. Give the man a haircut. That's why they have mullets there. Oh. <sighs> they still have to cut the sides, though. You just haven't thought Ooh. it through, have you? What is it? Business in the front? Party in the back. Never had one. No. Yes, you, you did. did. No, mine was French. It was called a moulet. 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 Michelle, not allowed to do this to the same man three times in Kentucky. Miriam. You are on fire despite what? the noises yep. of the exorcism taking place. I need to grab. The voices told me. <laughs> the voices would be right. She needed time to think. That's so Michelle's on six, Heather's on two, and Satan's tied for two as well, apparently. Bringing up the rear. But all's to play for. It's also illegal to practice the physical arts on a motorbike in Kentucky as well. So once you've got married... With a motorbike? With a motorbike. <laughs> do you take this 1979 Honda CBT Custom 900 to be your lawful wedded husband? Oh, God. You're not allowed to shoot animals from a moving car except this one. Every animal, you're banned. You cannot shoot an animal from a moving car. There's one. They obviously don't like this animal. Let's get rid of as many as we can. You can shoot as many as you want. If you're going along with your window down, Billy Bob's driving. That had to be a possum. That has to be a possum. Yeah. The only animal you're allowed to shoot from a moving car in Kentucky. Yeah. I'm going to say a rabbit. You are going to say those pesky rabbits. It is, in fact, a whale. You can actually shoot a whale from a moving car in landlocked Kentucky. I'm That's not a bunk question. making bunk, any bunk, of this bunk, bunk. up. That was then, but this is now, as we enter our favourite part of the show. <gasps> Yay! The Yay! part we look forward to the most. It is the mailbag! Yay! Jamie has written, I love, love, love Heather, Michelle, Nathan, and Adrian. Their laughter and chemistry is so infectious. I have roughly 30 episodes on my iPod, and it's almost playing in the background. Thank you for the dark light and poop jokes. Dark light. 
<laughs> the dark poop jokes. Gotta I be like the dark. the dark poop ones. You do the light ones. Yep. Yeah. You store it up for a couple of weeks and it's squeezing it out like licorice at that oh, point. Oh, yeah. That's very kind of you, Jamie. We Thank appreciate you. your comments. Scott in California posted. Hi, Scott. Hi, Scott. He said, this is very funny. Someone posted a snow on the Art Bell Facebook page. I commented with the Bell Bunk and Snow and said that's from another radio show. But I'll take the excuse to take a drink. And within seconds, and I mean seconds, my post was removed and flagged as spam. Wow. I guess they sure know about you guys and the wonderful interactive listeners and activities that you have. That is funny. I was wondering if he felt, if that's Art Bell's Facebook site and someone's written Snort and then he writes Bell Bunk and Snort, seeing that's Bell and it's his last name, whether he thought that was the case. But correct me if I'm wrong. I don't wrong, think so. Uh-uh. Isn't the Dark Matter Digital Network, the radio station that we're currently broadcasting from, founded and started by Art Bell? Um, yeah, it's I a co-founder. So. That's co-founder. right, yeah. yeah. So uh, I'm not quite sure why you should have a problem with this. We're on his radio station. <laughs> Thank you, Scott. This we're here, great. we know you. He says... The others are noticing, and apparently they're jealous. Keep up the good work. Like it. Alva. Oh, it's the Grodka. Hi, Alva Grodka. Good friend of the show, and of course the inventor of Grodka. Every (laughs) week, you ask us to tell our friends and family about the show. I wanted to know, I have enlisted three other people. Every week, we huddle around and listen to the show. You should hear them rave about your fabulous shows. They say things like, I love this show. This show is fun and informative. Please untie us. The basement is cold. (laughs) And if you let us go, we promise not to tell anyone. (laughs) Good times. Nice one, Alma. I will say, if you're listening to this show right now, whether it's in our archives or whether it's on the Dark Matter digital network founded by Art Bell back in the day, why not share that on your social media sites? Why not put a link to what you're listening to right now and tell them you're listening to the only paranormal news quiz show anywhere in the world, Good Times. Sharon posted that she agreed with me that Kim Wilde was a cutie in the 1980s. My husband says he would have dated her as well, apparently. Mm. And she posted a picture of Kim Wilde from about 1981, looking rather attractive. There we go. People are agreeing with me. No. It's no. Not, what about my wants and needs? I don't care. Apparently. <laughs> Martin, our good friend in New York, is one of our Patreons. If you go to patreon.com and search for MQTA Radio, you can donate a single dollar to the show. This show is free. It will always be free. But obviously, we have lots of studio expenses we have to pay for all of our platforms in which we give you the shows for free. SoundCloud, iTunes, TuneIn, many, many more. Stitcher, there was a couple more that I've never heard of before. CastBox. I, I, that just sounds like swearing to me. Mm. That's what I had to put. a TuneIn. Tuna Radio. There we go. Not Tuna Radio. Tuna. 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 <laughs> Let's not go back to Pogo Pogo, Lanshaw. <laughs> but if you wish to donate a single dollar to the show... You get many wondrous things for that. There's all fabulous things on there that you gain, including hearing the show first. If you listen to our archives, you're going to be about five to six weeks behind. But you can listen directly after we go out on a Friday at 8 p.m. Central Time on the Dark Matter Digital Network. 
And you can go to Patreon. There's many wondrous things on there. Patreon.com, MQTA Radio, and a single dollar to donate to the show. We have archives. We're on SoundCloud. If you go to SoundCloud.com, all of our shows over the last four years are there. If you're listening right now, why not press the little orange love heart and show us how much you love the show. And again, share that, please, with all of your friends and family on your social media networks. And remember, we do an extra 20 to 25 minutes at the top of the hour when we're not on air anymore in a round called Not For Your Mother. So if you go to those platforms, if you go to SoundCloud, you'll get a little bit more in a round we call Not For Your Mother because we can't read it out on air. We will be fined or we will be removed. It's the stories of innuendo, filth, sexual intrigue from around the world. So you get a little bit extra there as well. We have a Twitter account. If you go to Adrian underscore Lee underscore tips, T-I-P-S, we have 97,000 followers on there. Our Facebook site, all of tonight's stories, all of the jokes, all of the banter, all of the comics, all of the cartoons, everything is there for you on Facebook. If you go to more questions and answers with Adrian Lee, we have around 6,000 followers on there. And again, you can repost everything on there onto your own wall and of course you can listen to us first on a friday night at 8 p.m central time if you go to the dark matter digital network.com we have a hundred thousand listeners in 190 countries all over the world and don't forget my book how to be a christian psychic what the bible says about healers mediums and paranormal investigators is available in all good bookshops and on amazon and if you go to youtube I actually read out three chapters for free on healing, stones and crystals and meditation. That's how to be a Christian psychic by Adrian Lee. Should we talk about the Curse of Oak Island? No. Oki Pinoki <laughs> Swamp. Last week, not this week, last week, I spent an hour of my life where they basically never even stepped foot on the island. They just did a recap of the history of the Knights Templar. Would it have not been useful to have told us about the Knights Templar and the history of the Knights Templar in series one when they first introduced the idea of the Curse of Oak Island rather than at the end of series five, six years later? That's information we could have used at the beginning. I'm under the impression they've got nothing left. They found nothing. They've got nothing. The show now, if you analyse it and look at it, is basically random metal detector finds and old history they've pieced together they have nothing left they've shot their bolt the magic is gone you can't get the genie back in the bottle but are you not excited that a new show is coming out where they're now experts on marine archaeology in lake michigan the, the lagina brothers who knew they were experts in marine archaeology aren't they looking for confederate is it confederate, confederate gold? gold in lake michigan they got yeah. a long way north those confederates didn't they up to lake michigan <laughs> The interesting thing is that when they've committed to a new series, do you not think they've just washed their hands of the last one and they're looking to see what they can squeeze out now? Yep. It's all I a bit... I think they know that nothing's there. I think if they've listened to the show for the last eight weeks, they'd know there's nothing there. <laughs> the same for Hunting Hitler, by the way. Oh, God. It's the only show I know that has got nothing to do with Hitler. It's remarkable. <laughs> week after week after week of Norwegian heavy water. What everyone wants to look at, isn't it? In primetime TV mm -hmm. on a Tuesday evening is Norwegian heavy water. This was the end of the series this week. I don't want to give sorry. any... It turns out that Hitler's dead. Spoiler I alert. Know. Who oh, knew? You're supposed to say that beforehand, Michelle. I never saw that coming. That was a turn up for the books. He what? It was the end of the series. It turns out he's dead. No. I know. 
Unbelievable. Now, I have to say on a sad note, this is sad. Unfortunately, at the beginning of the week, on Monday, we lost a good friend of the show, Hmm. Craig Lang. He was the state director for MUFON of Minnesota. And, of course, MUFON of Minnesota sponsor our show. And he was very intrinsic in that sponsorship back in the day when we first started four or five years ago. He was a young man. He wasn't elderly in any way, shape or form. I'm not going to go into the details of his passing, but it was very, very unexpected. And Craig is a brilliant ufologist. He was one of the few people in the world who actually did hypnotherapy and regressed abductees to find out what happened to them. And there's only a handful of hypnotists that are qualified in America that actually do that work. And I was actually reading his books at the moment. He's written several books on UFOs and abductions and so forth. And we lost Craig Lang this week. It's a very sad day for the show and for ufology. The things that I wonder that man had in his mind that he didn't get on paper or didn't put out there at the moment. So we're going to dedicate this show to Craig Lang and his passing. So prayers to his friends and his family. He will be sorely, sorely missed. It is the first round. It is the round of ghosts and hauntings. And we don't do orbs. What don't we do, ladies? Orbs. Yeah. Flipping orbs. We don't do them. If I had a dollar for every person who came up to me at an event and said, is this an orb? Dust, pollen, and moisture. Go and bang your sofa. Take a picture and look at all the spirits you set <laughs> <Bang> free. <laughs> <sighs> We're not going to get exorcism noises, are we? Satan's on two points at the moment. He's actually beating Morris. What? What? Celebrity Chloe Sims wets herself in terror after an encounter with an old man's spirit on Celebrity Ghost Hunt. The three worst words in the world. Celebrity ghost hunt. (laughs) Chloe joined reality co-stars Tommy Mallet. Hang on, I'm just going for a Tommy Mallet. I'll be back in a minute. That's not his real name. Um, Yeah, his name's Tommy Hammer. My apologies. Georgia Kusulu and Chloe Meadows were on a special edition of the Spooky Show. The reality star screamed, I've wet myself a bit. I've wet myself. That was spot on, by the way. whatever. I've seen someone amid ghostly goings-on at the Rag School Museum in East London. She told presenter Ryland Clark, there was a man walking away behind a door. I can't (laughs) take it. I keep wetting myself. Wow. On the money. Her reality pal, Chloe Meadows, added, there was a man at the door. Man, actual man, near at the back door. The ladies were joined on tonight's show by co-stars Tommy Mallet and Georgia Kusulu. Psychic medium Alex Gibbs and paranormal investigator Ashley Buckingham were also on hand to help sniff out the spooks. I bet they could sniff more than the spooks. (laughs) The Rag School Museum was opened in 1990 in the premises of the former Dr. Bernardo's Copperfield Road Rag School, which dates back to 1877. During a visit to the school's basement playground, Chloe got so scared by the eerie noises that she fled in terror. She screamed, I can't listen to this. Can someone take me out of here? I'm sure that will be said a lot of times at the forthcoming Spice Girls reunion tour. (laughs) I'll tell you what I want, what I really, really want. I'll tell you what I want, what I really, really want. I want to, I want to. I wanna, I wanna, I wanna really, 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 really wanna, wanna zig a zig. Ah. John Lennon 
must be turning in his grave. The mother of one later told viewers, just knowing it was an indoor playground freaked me out. It was cold and eerie. Cold and eerie or just covered in peewee? You decide. Go to our Facebook site. More questions than answers with Adrian Lee. I have actually seen people urinate themselves on paranormal investigations. The soap factory in Minneapolis springs to mind. Wow. Lots of wee-wee. Yellow river. Yellow river. I'm going to give myself two points. What, which for your accent? Puts me on parity oh. with Satan, apparently. Your, your lovely accents you've been working on all week Somebody's long. jealous. <laughs> Miss Morris, what have you got for me tonight? In a round of ghosts and hauntings. And we don't do orbs. Oh, I have a double follow-up. Well, a follow-up, and I'm going to touch on a hot topic. Like, we forgot Valentine's Day. We did. Valentine's Day. Yeah. But I'm going to retouch upon a story you did about the woman who married a ghost of a 300-year-old pirate. Whose name happened to be Jack. Jack Sparrow. (laughs) Last month, Amanda Teague revealed that she's thrown in the towel with living men and has gone and married the ghost of a 300-year-old pirate instead. Dead women can't say no. And now the 45-year-old has revealed how she and Jack, the ghost she calls her soulmate, will celebrate Valentine's Day. Do you want to hear how they did it? Hang on, hang on. It's going to be piratey. There's going to be lots of rum. Dirty pirates. Probably a, oh, a pig going round on a spit. There's maybe gonna be... an angry pirate. <laughs> angry pirate. Sorry. We're going there, are we? That's where we're going, is it? If you don't know what that is, don't Google. Don't oh, look Google. it up for God's sake. I'm telling you right now. Shiver <laughs> 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 me timbers and splice the main brace. I'm gonna take you up the poop deck. <laughs> Why am I here? Because <laughs> you're learning. Yeah. Appearing on Loose Women, guest panelist Kim. That's the same as The View, but oh, British. Oh, it's Saturday. not literally Loose Women. Well, well maybe no, it is. Actually, yeah, one of them's Katie Price. I take that back. Well, she asked how the whole dating thing works and whether she books a table for two when they go out for dinner of on Valentine's. Of course she does, because she's convinced herself. No, she doesn't. She doesn't book a table for two. No, she doesn't. Table for four? Well, she <laughs> replied that she actually books a table for four. Yep. Oh. Because her best friend is dating Jack's ghost friend. Oh, they're both <laughs> mental. I knew it. They're mental. I knew it. <laughs> Who's this Blackbeard? <laughs> Captain Bly. <laughs> Captain Kid. Captain Kid. I'm going on a blind date. It'd be Blackbeard. Yeah. He's not really blind, he's just one eye's got a patch of Well it's... Half blind date. How's that? She said, we do go on dates, and I also have a friend who is in a relationship with Jack's best friend, so we often go on double dates. And yes, we do leave a seat for them to sit on. We'll buy him a drink. Jack likes rum. What a surprise. What? And Matthew likes a fuzzy navel. beer. Baby sham. Beer. <laughs> sham, wow. Matthew. A snowball. Matthew. Yes, Matthew. Old Matty. <laughs> He likes the beer. He likes the beer. He likes the lager. And we set them down for them 
as a form of respect. They're actually doing men a favour because some poor bugger is going to be paired up with one of these women. It's going to have a life of misery. So it's actually taking them out of the pool. It's Men good. should be applauding Do you know this. what? It would be hilarious if they're sitting at a bar. The two ladies are sitting at a bar. They have two drinks sitting there. Can you imagine single men seeing them sit there all night alone and then them coming up to them if they might be interested and say, is anybody sitting here? <laughs> Can you imagine? Can they just sit down? I'm not going to knock it. <laughs> I've got Pocahontas, Joan of Arc and Cleopatra hanging out here. We're going to have a foursome later. I'm going to go to Burger King. I'm going to get a table for four. Wow. French, Egyptian and Native American. That's Were you going to say Dairy Queen? Oh, I've got a bit more class than that. I'm sorry. I'm waiting for Sean Connery. You have to wait <laughs> a, a very long time. <laughs> you have the manners of a goat and just smell like a dung heap. Nicely. Done. Oh. You, what is... sure, I can only do Sean Connery <laughs> if he's ordering an ice cream van. I can't uh, do outside of that. Uh, I'll have a Cornetto under 99. Well, like any ordinary couple, they have arguments, Lee. Oh, God. They go on dates, Lee. And they even have sex, Lee. <laughs> what? Serious. How? Lee. No. Seriously. Yeah. <laughs> Why did you never have a kid named Serious? Because that would be ridiculous. You'd be like, Mary. You can oh. name the other one Ridiculous. Ridiculously. Here's my son, Ridiculous. No, I think Serious would be awesome. Seriously. Well, anyway, she's very happy. She knows that Jack's her soulmate. Of course she does. Um, It's the perfect kind of relationship for her, apparently. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So there you go. You know? I'm pleased for the woman. She's not Table hurting anyone. Table for four. Table for four. The loony woman with a thousand yard stare. We'll share a plate. Of course you will. <laughs> Bring an extra plate. Bring an extra fork. Was that a snow? Is that half a drink? What are we getting? Half. You can have half a drink if you're playing the bell. Art bunk. Art bunk. <laughs> Art Bunk? Yes, and Garfunkel. Very popular band. Good Art God. Bunk Bell Garfunkel. Garfunkel? Sorry. I've lost my grip on the day. I don't even know why I'm here anymore. <laughs> a freezing and remote town on a Norwegian island has banned dying over Spanish flu fears because bodies never rot. Wake up, wake up, you're under arrest. Longyear Bayan is a tiny coal mining town of 2,000 residents in the remote Svalbard archipelago of Norway. It is the world's most northern city and the ground is permanently frozen. The average temperature in February is minus 17. Well, that's actually quite hot. (gasps) Yeah. In Minnesota, I never thought I'd ever live in a country that when you start to get to zero, I'm thinking that's warm. Yeah. The authorities banned dying in the 1950s when they discovered bodies buried in the permafrost beneath the local graveyard simply were not decomposing because of the extreme cold. The phenomenon is a serious health risk because 11 people died and were buried in the village during the catastrophic Spanish flu pandemic of 1918, which estimated killed 5% of the entire world's population. Today, the terminally ill in Longyear Bayan are flown to the mainland for their final days and buried there. So if you get bundled into the car, you've got problems. <laughs> yeah. Samples, we're going to the zoo. 
How about you? You can come too. Watch your mother scratch, scratch, scratching. Samples of the Spanish flu virus were recently extracted from some of the bodies, so researchers could study the disease in a bid to prevent a similar outbreak. Residents are required by law to carry a rifle if they leave the city limits because the surrounding area is home to 3,000 polar bears and they're all armed, apparently, and very dangerous. Mm-hmm. They're going to have target practice. They know what they're doing. They're very yes. crafty as your polar yes. bears. Wow. Too cold to bury bodies is similar to Minnesota. The ground's yes. so cold for six months of the year. They have to light a fire. And during the Spanish flu epidemic in 1918, the bodies in some of the small towns around Minnesota had to be stacked up in basements. So the yeah. Palmer House in Sauk Center, that's a very haunted building, they had bodies stacked up in the basement because it was the only building in town that had a basement and they had nowhere to put them because they couldn't bury them quick enough. Didn't they do that at the chase too? That was a morgue due to soldiers dying in the last battle at the Battle of Sugar Point against the Native American Indians. That wasn't due to the cold. That was due to the fact that a lot of soldiers died in that battle and they had to ship them back to Fort Snelling in some shape or form. So it just housed them until they could organise that. Come with me, Ma. Or I'm not getting in the car. <laughs> see for yourself. Wow. Go to our Facebook site. More questions and answers with Adrian Lee and you shall see everything in glorious Technicolor. Michelle, you are currently mm. on eight points. You are a runaway leader. What do you have for me tonight? The round of ghosts and hauntings. And remember, we don't do orbs. A woman in India has been diagnosed with an extremely rare condition that causes her to sweat blood. Ew. Yeah. Gita, 21, lives in the East Indian state of Bihar and suffers from hematohydrosis, a disease that affects just 1 in 10 million people. I should give you points just for pronouncing that correctly. Thank you. I can't believe you didn't need two or three goes at that. I know. You're a talented woman. (laughs) Thank you. Her husband left last year because of the condition. He thought she was a witch when she suddenly started bleeding from her eyes. Yes, I found blood welling up in my eyes from watching The Curse of Oak Island this week. (laughs) It was a blessing that I then couldn't see the television. Wow. According to a study published in the Indian Journal of Hematology, the condition causes the many blood vessels that surround the sweat gland to constrict or narrow when under stress. As the anxiety increases, the blood vessels dilate to the point of rupture. The blood then goes into the sweat glands, which push the blood along with the sweat to the surface, appearing as droplets of mixed blood and sweat. Gita's condition is so rare that many people, including doctors, do not know about it. Her father, a poor laborer, says that all his dreams for his daughter, who has a bachelor's degree, have been shattered as her condition worsens daily. He added that blood has started to come out from other parts of her body as well and say that he and Gita's mother are afraid and helpless. Wow. The Indian Journal of Hematology, never far from my coffee table. Correct. I'd give it a B positive. At the end of the first round, which seems to have taken forever, the round of Ghosts and Hauntings, Michelle is in a runaway lead, scoring double integers of 10. Heather's in second place with four, and I'm tied in last place on two points with Satan. We now run into the round, that is, UFOs and crypto. Zoology, standing in a cornfield late at night with a laser pen in our arms. A time traveller who says he's from the year 2030 has allegedly passed a lie detector test to prove his authenticity. 
He claims that Donald Trump would be re-elected in 2020 and artificial intelligence would eventually take over the world. In a shocking video, a man whose face and voice was distorted to hide his identity claims that he risked his life to travel back in time to warn people of what is to come. One of Noah's claims was that artificial intelligence would grow and nearly everyone will have some type of Google Glass style robot. Apparently, the new AI technology will enable robots almost completely to run a household. However, the time traveller claimed that AI would never completely take over. Instead, they will learn to coexist with humans, although you wouldn't want your daughter to marry one. Time traveller claimed that Bitcoin would become increasingly popular, but coins and bills will still be used in America. In 2030, the US president is someone named Ilana Remaki. Well, she should be around now and she should be an adult, shouldn't she? Yeah. 2030, so. would you believe, is 12 years away. Yeah. So this person, if he says this person's going to be the president in 2030, they should be an adult now. We should be able to find them, right? Yeah, so. That's only 12 years from now. So if they became president at, say, 40, which is young, they'd be 28 right now. Yeah. I've got Ooh. issue with this as well, by the way. The next election is in 2020. Is that correct? I believe that to be the case. And then the one after that, because you only have four years in a term, right, would be 2024, then 2028, then 2032. So unless someone resigns, there's not going to be an election in 2030. Does that is that correct? He hasn't done his maths, has he? That's what I'm saying. As a historian and a researcher and a skeptic, I'm looking at that and thinking, may I say the first bunk of the night? Bunk. The Time Traveller reveals that electric cars will go as fast as diesel and petrol cars. He states that most cars are electric in 2030. They already go faster. Did you watch that yes. episode of Top Gear or I Grand did. Tour? The electric car, because it's got no weight, because there's no engine in it, absolutely pulverized yes it the did. ferrari the lamborghini it was like over the line and away before they'd even taken off yep the acceleration on those things that already happens in 2030 noah suggested that most cancers will have a cure he said that having cancer will no longer be a death sentence the thing about this he passed a lie detector test right but if you actually genuinely believe that you're from the future, yes. then you will pass a lie detector test. Okay. There's many people, and we come across them on almost a daily basis, that have convinced themselves that these things exist. Yes. So if you took a lie detector test, he thinks he's telling the truth, even if that's not what's happened. Get him on, Maury Povich. We'll have to see. I don't know who she is. We'll have to see <laughs> what happens in the future. Just time travel or watch society unravel. Decide for yourself. Go to more questions and answers with Adrian on our Facebook site. Miss Morris, what have you got for me in the round of UFOs and cryptozoology? Bigfoot is real. Oh, yes, he is. Bigfoot is real. Sam Squanch. Sam Squanch. Yes, we can go to Subway and get one of those later. <laughs> okay. Bigfoot is real, according to one California woman, and she wants to prove it in court. She's taking him on a date with a pirate. <laughs> She's getting married. <laughs> she needs to. I'm just kidding. She's oh, I was going to say you need some imac, don't you? Some sort of hair remover is required at that point. Claudia Ackley says she encountered Sam Squatch. 
While on a hike with her kids in a nearby town of Blue Jay in the San Bernardino Mountains. According to the Lake Arrowhead woman, her daughter actually spotted the massive man-like creature covered in hair at first. No, my ex wasn't there. Staring at them while... I can guarantee um... you never had a big foot. Massive man-like creature. Staring at them while up a... 30 feet in some trees. He looked like a Neanderthal man with a lot of hair. Going with the Chinese again this week, I see. He's about maybe about 800 pounds. Ooh. I was trying to tell it to please don't hurt us. J- Japan. And that's North when Korea. he just stared at me. Philippines. According to Akeley, there were two other Bigfoots or Big, big Feet two, look, nearby. Two big feet. <laughs> <laughs> she what's, said, a collective, what's a collective noun for a group of Bigfoot? You have a murder of crows and you have a flock of seagulls. A herd. A herd of Bigfoot. In fact, uh, what's a collective noun for humans? A crowd. A, a corn of Bigfoot. A corn. A corn. <laughs> You're so proud of yourself, aren't you? Look at you. <laughs> she says her daughter captured footage of the strange footage. <laughs> You're on fire. Akeley called 911 to report the mythical oh, apes, but God. she says authorities didn't believe her. What? Now she's filing a lawsuit against the state of California and the California Department of Fish and Wildlife for refusing to acknowledge the existence of. Bigfoot. How can you sue someone if they don't acknowledge it exists? You've got, and got to prove that it exists. I there don't know you how. Go. She's got the footage. She's wow. got the footage of the Sam Squanch. It's a couple of frat boys running around in gorilla costumes. Fat, did you say fat boys? <laughs> 800 pound yeah. frat boys. Fat boys. <laughs> He's going to have to get yourself a bigger costume there, boy. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Unbelievable. I will give you points. You're up to a very hedonistic resplendent six. I feel as if I want to run into the strange and the bizarre. We have many stories for the strange and the bizarre. I'm Mm. over UFOs. We don't do orbs. We don't do orbs. Michelle, this is the round of the strange and the bizarre. It's the stories that don't fit easily into any other category. It's too good not to read out. Michelle, what have you got for me in the round of the strange and the bizarre? A real-life vampire mom has told how she has an army of devotees who beg her to suck their blood, which she says unleashes sexual energy. Excellent. You are now blood brothers with King (gasps) Hepatitis C. Mm -hmm. That's disgusting. Julia Dark Rose Capples says she guzzles half a gallon of blood a month while raising her two kids in a bizarre underworld community in Pennsylvania. Oh, not oh, Transylvania. No, we all know that's a country beginning with P, don't we? Yes, you won't be able to get a divorce there. Pennsylvania, no, to the no. left of Pogo Pogo. <laughs> <laughs> the 50-year-old has amassed a cult following of so-called online worshippers who eagerly volunteer their veins for her to drain. Oh, are you kidding? No, no, I'm not. But she says she only drinks her fiancé's blood, describing the sensation as an explosion of sexual energy. 
Julia claims her lust for the red nectar has seen her be kidnapped by cults and even chased by vampire hunters during her nearly three decades affiliation with the underworld community. You know, if you come out and say you're a vampire, that there's going to be whack jobs out there that oh, instead yeah. reach for their crucifix and their stake and their mallet, right? Their tiny yeah, mallet. I do. There. Describing how she feels when she feeds on her partner, Julia said, when I drink his blood, it's an explosion of energy and sexuality. I combine the energy of sex with the blood drinking, and it's like this cone of power and energy that is aphrodisiac. Growing up, it was a certainty something was taboo, and it still really is, but it's my mission to find others like myself who are born this way. Vampire drink, or what must people think? You decide. <laughs> Go to our Facebook site on more questions and answers, and you will see the mum of Pennsylvania drinking blood from her feet. Pennsylvania. This is the round we call Not For Your Mother. This means you have now found us on our archives. Thank you for coming to check us out. We promise to be fun and informative, but this is a round that your mother should not be listening to. If you're easily offended, if there's young minors in the room, they need to be removed and if you're listening on soundcloud right now why don't you press the little orange love heart show us how much you appreciate what we do and why not share the link to your social media sites we'd be very very grateful blokes are measuring their manhood in the weirdest way possible they're all weird yeah whether it's anal bleaching what what vaginal lifts how does a man have a vaginal lift? Penis whitening. There's always seeming to be some bizarre trend circulating the web. Yes. As oh, penis size yeah. is a huge topic of anxiety for a lot of men, most want to know how they measure up down below. In the latest craze, self-conscious blokes in Japan are sticking their penises in the cardboard inner tube of a toilet roll. Carpet tube for me. This technique, what? carpet tube, table three. <laughs> this technique isn't new, but it has suddenly grown in popularity after a tweet where a man shared diagrams of the crazy method along with a guide on how to do it. Surely you stick it in the toilet tube. Yeah. Where's the complication? Where's the, where's the rules? You have where's to pull the... it out the other side. Oh, like a balloon. <laughs> Stretching it before you blow it up. Yeah. The idea is... It's a way of judging the size of your manhood without the use of a ruler or tape measure. Well, if you put well, it on the inside, how do you know how far it reaches relative. to? It's what comes out the other end. That's where we You are. mean it better come out the other end. Well, you'd like it to. It's simple. All you do is stick it into the tube and see how much emerges from the other end. Like peekaboo. Like a little turtle <laughs> peeking out of his shell <laughs> after a winter in a box with some straw. <laughs> like a ground dog Does i have to tell you shadow? yes you're gonna have another six weeks of the cold weather it retreats into its burrow. nope it's gone back in again it's all gone. back next week at the same time it's me. Just it under the chin and see if it sticks its head out <laughs> If the head of the penis does not protrude from the far end of the core, sadly this means you're on the smaller side. Bloody rocket science, is it? Yes. I want to put those little googly eyes on it. 
You're sick. I'm going to get my grandmother's false teeth. It's not Mr. Potato Head. What's wrong with you, Bo? Some, some, like, mantis curly. (laughs) Like an afro. Like, no. Antenna. Oh, a little moustache. I have to tell you. I want to see Pedro. Pedro, you've given it a name. What? Pedro's not coming out tonight. Pedro is staying at home. Oh, in the burro. That's butter, isn't it? Or a donkey, one of the two. (laughs) It's staying at home in the donkey. It's burro, butter or donkey. I can never remember. It's donkey. So it's staying at home in the donkey is your best Spanish. With the donkey. With the donkey. Who's called Pedro. Okay, now we're getting to the... To the meat. Wow. Unbelievable. (laughs) Putting a bit of flesh on the bone. (sighs) When I was 10, we was all in the playground in East London and all the boys decided we'd have a willy measuring contest, but we're going to do it the following day. So I went home, told my mother as a 10-year-old, Mum, we're all going to get our willy out tomorrow. We're having a willy measuring contest. And my mum said, I'm not very happy. I feel very uncomfortable about you getting your willy out in public. And I said, I'm not getting the whole thing out. I'm just getting out enough to win. (sighs) But if two centimetres or less of the penis pokes out, you have an average size penis. If more of the head of your manhood extends beyond the surface, then it means you're well endowed. You tried this, haven't you? I can't get it in the toilet roll tube. <laughs> For God's sake. Seriously. They're not that large, are they? You know what I'm saying? Mexico has a penis measuring a colossal 18.9. He couldn't get that in a Pringles can, could he? That's our guy. We've done many a story on him. If you go to YouTube and type in more questions and answers with Adrian Lee and the word penis, you'll have six minutes of the funniest moment of your life and your ears will love you forever. This is true. That was very... It is hilarious. Very, very funny. In terms of girth, it's all about the amount of wriggle room. If there's plenty of room inside the tube, (laughs) this indicates a smaller girth. Really? I can't believe I'm reading this out. Rough toilet roll tube or past the lube. You decide. (laughs) Go to our Facebook site. More questions and answers with Adrian Lee. Miss Morris, what have you got for me tonight in the round of Not For Your Mother? Well, there's a farmer. Oh, God. That believes this massive poster of a porn star in his field has boosted his crops. He has a ginormous poster of a porn star in his crops. Ginormous. What kind of crops? Well. Beets. <laughs> I'll tell you what kind of crops. Some. Hard corn. Cornholio. Oh, hard corn. Hard corn. I see what I, I've done there. I'm wasted. Uh, I am yeah. wasted. I love this show. Well, I love this show. You be quiet. You need to hear this story about Chen Chu Ready. Chen Chu. <sighs> Chen Chu to you as well. Chen Chu Ready says his <laughs> alternative scarecrow works, and he even believes the picture to be magic. Oh, oh yes. Magic. Now you see it. Now you don't. <laughs> magic. And it helps his crops, his Mm. little crops. The 45-year-old is growing crops in 10 acres of farmland in Audra Pradesh. 
India. Andhra Pradesh. Yeah, that too. Uh And said they have been attracting the attention from villagers and passers-by. Yeah, no wonder. Wow. So to ward off their evil eye, he decided to put up a poster of the erotic actress Sunny Leon. Or Leon. Or something. She's Sunny. Mm-hmm. And speaking to the Hindustan Times, the superstitious farmer says his use of boob power has worked. I didn't know they had that much power, but apparently we can scare off crows. Morris, we gotta check into this. Yeah. I need to find a crow. <laughs> Edgar Allen. <laughs> Edgar Allen. Crow. <laughs> Now nobody is looking at his bumper cauliflower and cabbage crop, as all attention is now on the scantily clad woman. He said, year after year, I would <laughs> suffer losses because of poor That's yield. That's a Chinese voice, isn't it? Oh, the crop, they look healthy this is for Indus. some time. But then something went wrong, and then it go wrong again. <laughs> This year, one of these Chinese Indians. You read I so have much good crop it's on the border. Very good crop. For Nepalese, I would suggest. Yeah. On a ten year, and this has been attracting unnecessary attention. Rajasthan. I think there's a bit of Rajasthan. And passerby, but Ooh. now I have a boob power. Boob power. Boob power. <laughs> Make way! It's Captain Boobs. Boo 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 boob power. <laughs> Yes. Power. I, I can't see Marvel taking that on as a film in the next couple of years. <laughs> Are you sure? They yeah, take the porn industry would, though. <laughs> Having said that, they're playing in Iron Man 5 and yeah, Thor 4. It's a whole different Marvel. <laughs> Ant Man. Yeah. And the Wasp. I'll show you Iron Man in a minute. <laughs> Successfully growing my crop, or it's just a flop. You decide, go to our Facebook site where you will see. The porn star, Sunny. In the field. In the field, in <laughs> India, with a Chinese farmer. I've never seen such things. Very quickly, I'm going to jump in here. Winter Olympics, of course, on at the moment. Yeah. Winter Olympics 2018 flame lighting ceremony mocked as exceptionally phallic as Cauldron is lit by a giant robot fire willy. Yes. A rod-shaped steel erection burst from underground. <laughs> And flames shot up to 30 rings to the lip of the cauldron. I hate it with my ring flames. Just another. I told you not to have the Zinger Burger. I fell down in the ring. Ring of fire. Just another Friday night for Morris and Michelle. That's right. The Winter Olympics torch M&M. Morris and Michelle. Yep. Packet of M&Ms. The Winter Olympic torch lighting ceremony was mocked as viewers said the giant metal rings used to ignite the cauldron looked like a giant robot fire willy. Mm. Millions watched as torchbearer Kim Yuna lowered the flame to an icicle mound. At the climax <laughs> of today's spectacular. That's a new name for it. I think opening I'll take it. The icicle mound. I think my ex had one of those. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. Ow! Wow. Yeah! Ooh, controversial. Boom! Boom, <laughs> Boom power. <laughs> Stunned <laughs> viewers watched on television around the world had only one thing on their mind. One Twitter user wrote, Why did South Korea choose to light the Olympic torch with some sort of flaming robot's willy? 
that's the best rock band in the world. Flaming Robot Willie. Yes, I have all their yeah. albums, yes. Another said exceptionally phallic lighting of the torch. Robot Willie, or don't be so silly. It's on our Facebook site. More questions than answers with Adrian Lee. Michelle, you are bringing tonight's show to a conclusion. What have you got for me tonight, Michelle, in the round of love for your mother? Well, a sex robot inventor hopes to father children with his own creation to normalize human-robot relationships. What? I know there's much more of the story to go yet. Yes. And there's many questions that need to be answered. Yes, there are. Like, how does one inseminate a robot well, I, female? I, I think, would think you that can would figure be that one out. Yes, but... This... Impregnate one is another oh. story. Yeah. I got my worms wrong. I can only yeah, apologise. Yeah. You might as well be doing it with the toaster at that point or the George Foreman grill. Do you know what I'm saying? Or your sock. Oh. <laughs> to be fair, it's a big tube shock. It's, it's a basketball sock. Your toilet I, roll. <laughs> toilet. <laughs> me carpet tube. Where's me carpet tube? Sticky. Nice. Ew. Lovely. Oh, God. Come on, I want to go to the bar. Hurry up. All right. So Spanish scientist Dr. Sergio Santos said since he believes it's only a matter of time before marriages between humans and robots become the norm. Well, there's a woman marrying a pirate ghost. Or anything. Yeah. yeah. At least Round. you can see the robot. Yep. So the next logical step would be to have children. I'm not marrying children. I wish it's not going to happen. Yeah, well. Unless your name's Jerry Lee Lewis. <laughs> Santos Too said soon. his 98 pound sex robot named Samantha knows eight different programs. Oh. Can make realistic orgasm sounds and of, French toast. Yeah, I was going to say one of the programs <laughs> is croissants and bagels, is one of them as well. Do me a bagel, Sam. Pa a nice paella. Paella. <laughs> paella. You're making seafood rice dishes now, We're aren't Spanish. you? Spanish. <laughs> I'll have a Spanish omelette. There you go, girl. Program number three. Perfect. Oh, good. And can sense when he ejaculates. Ooh. Yeah. Santos will soon procreate with Samantha. You ready it's for Samantha this? Is Samantha a Spanish name? I just want to throw that out there. Samantha. Yeah, saying it in a Spanish accent is not helping. Say that sounded Chinese. I bet you can't say helicopter in German. Helicopter! Krakenhus. <laughs> Hubelschleiber. It's all good. Oh, God. So, okay, he's going to procreate with Samantha. Yeah. Okay, by using a 3D printer to combine the pair's unique traits into the brain of their robot child. It's not Frankenstein's monster. But it was never alive. No, he's going to come unstuck. It's not good. Yeah. I can make them have a baby. It's not so difficult. Mm. I would love to have a child with a robot. Using the brain I have already created, I would program it with a genome so he or she could have moral values plus concepts of beauty, justice, and the values that humans have. Santo I have to said. say, if I had a sex robot, the last thing I'd be programming that with is morals. <laughs> well, this is a child. Oh. 
it's the child who's yeah. programmed. He's made it from a bread maker, isn't he? Of yes. course he has. Yes, yes. And a Breville sandwich toaster. Yeah, and a brain. Nice. <laughs> Great. Let's vote into president. Hurrah. Oh, I would make an algorithm of what I personally believe about these concepts and then shuffle it with what she thinks and then use a 3D printer, he added. Wouldn't it be easy to get a cat or something or a goldfish? You would think. However, you can't laugh too much because a British scientist said that human-robot hybrids could come into fruition a lot sooner than we think. What do you call a Spanish streaker? Senior Willie. Oh, Senior Wiener. Well, it's a sad time because all good things must come to an end. No. No. A bit more enthusiasm. Oh, must things good come to end? What? <laughs> what the hell? Oh, must gum <laughs> good end? <laughs> All must gum. Keep going, I'm nearly there. <laughs> the show that wouldn't end. This is the, the show, show that, that never ends. ends. And it goes on and, and on and on. I've got a show that'll get on your nerves, get on your nerves, get on your nerves. I've got a show that'll get on your nerves, get, get, get on your nerves. I've got a show that'll get on your nerves. <laughs> <laughs> it's all kind of big clockwork orange. So let's look at tonight's scores. In last place with the K2 meter and the dead battery, and we're going to have a discussion about how we get it to him, was Satan, who finished on two points. I finished third with four. Miss Morris finished second on six points, but in resplendent. First place and winning the $33,000 IR camera and vampire slaying kit and a month's subscription to the Indian Journal of Hematology. It's Michelle, <laughs> who scored a rather marvellous 14. Yay, thank you, Bill. Do not fear, listener. Remember, we are back with a whole new bunch of stories next week at the same time, and I would love for you to join me for a fun and informative journey through the world of the paranormal. Strange, intriguing, bizarre, and weird. Please tell your friends and family about the show and feel free to contact me anytime via my Facebook site. More questions and answers with Adrian Lee or you can join my Twitter account at Adrian underscore Lee underscore tips. And remember, we now do an extra 20 to 25 minutes of the show in a round we call Not For Your Mother at the top of the hour here that you can access on SoundCloud if you go to MQTA Radio on SoundCloud.com. My gratitude and gratitude thanks are extended to Lorna Hunter, Heather Morris, Shaton Drainer, and Michelle Corey, and all of the International Paranormal Society at interparanormal.net, and all of the show's sponsors, including the Lakes Area Paranormal Interest Group and MUFON of Minnesota. And remember, you can donate to the show a single dollar if you go to patreon.com and search for MQTA Radio. Tonight's show was dedicated to the memory of Craig Lang. It just remains for me to say thank you for listening, and remember, be interested and interesting. Good night.